initiating upload. Snowman in the morning. Upload activated. This has been a second floor basement production. We will take the shot. Off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? Welcome to Snowman in the Morning. Here's your host, Brian Snow. You know what? I love getting on people's nerves. I love it. Because it lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And the subject that got on people's nerves where I flew solo yesterday was Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, guess what? I got more. I got Cole Johnson with me. Good morning, folks. Welcome to this edition of Snowman in the Morning. Cole Johnson riding shotgun. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I cannot complain whatsoever. Good. Because a lot of people complained about my piece on Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday. You missed all the fun. <laughs> oh, drat. <laughs> And they're still and they're still complaining. They think I'm drunk when I said Jimmy Garoppolo deserves to be a top tier quarterback. So what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to twist the knife and revisit the issue. Oh, such a such a bad boy you are. <laughs> what what was the what was the line in Super Chicken? You knew the job was dangerous when you took it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's get to our Incredismile Fab Five brought to you by Incredismile. Visit them online at Incredismile.com or call them for all my folks in Indiana and around the world at 219-229-2482. Good morning to all of you in the region across the nation and around the world. This internationally syndicated sports talk show is in your ear, the best sports talk show you'll ever hear. And let's get to it. Dan Lebetard of that four-letter network put out a tweet a couple of days ago when Jonathan Isaac was rolled off of the floor in a wheelchair because of a horrific ACL injury. The tweet he put out was, and I, let me do this Cole Johnson style, quote, isn't it funny that the guy that didn't kneel immediately blew out his knee? Close quote. Goodness. I'll go first. Dan Lebatar, what the Please. hell are you thinking? Why would you put out such a horrific tweet about someone whose not only season is over, but his career could be over? I'm hoping Jonathan Isaac bounces back from this injury, points at you, and says, in your face. It's going to take a lot of rehab. It's going to take a lot of work to come back from this injury. And as we've seen with other ACL injuries, it's a, it's a two-year injury, if not at least a year-and-a-half injury. I just hope, again, that he comes back, points at you, and says, in your face. The same way the real king, Michael Jordan, in Game 5 in 1989 against the Cleveland Cavaliers, May 7th of 89, looked at one reporter who said the Bulls will go out in three and said, we took care of you, looked at another reporter and said, Cavs in four, and says, we took care of you, and looked at Sam Smith, who said Cavaliers in five, and said, and today we take care of you. I hope Jonathan Isaac bounces back from this injury and says, in your face. The floor is yours, sir. Now, when I uh, full-fledged return uh, to record uh, Cold Sports, uh, I will give you a, I'll give you a spoiler. Not a teaser, a spoiler. Dan Lebertard, sir, you are the dog of the week. I love it. Why? I love it. Why it is absolutely plain and simple. 
you, sir, just like many other NBA fan that basically is taken to being a social justice warrior on keyboard. <laughs> Point to when the guy stood up for the anthem and everyone else kneeled, but then grabs his knee when he is on the on the deck and to make light of that. For NBA fan is one thing. For you, you're a seasoned journalist and a talking head, that's another. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get to you, NBA fan, in a minute. Lebertard, you know better than this. You aren't supposed to clown anybody that's an athlete when it comes to their body. I mean, there isn't anything that is hilarious, funny, humorous about an injury. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. The fact that that young man went down, he clutched his knee. That was the very first thought I had. I was like, oh, Lord, I already know. How ironic, the knee. And I know it was going to happen. But I did not expect it to come out of your mouth. Or, so I'm sorry, I did not expect it to come from your ten fingers to type mm-hmm. 280 characters and saying, well, how ironic that this guy injures his knee and he didn't take a knee during an anthem. So what if he doesn't take a knee during an anthem? So what? That's his right. I mean, I, I believe we live in a country where it is your right to do what you so choose. If you want to kneel, fine. If you want to stand, fine. And there's others who seem to don't want to do either. They just want to stand and talk during the anthem. And apparently that's fine because no one calls them, calls them to the carpet. I digress. Can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get You're a witness? <laughs> I mean, it's just fact. It is it's fact. fact. It is fact. No one call- People, look, I've been, I, I, a quick side note. Yourself and you've seen it. Yes. So. Quick, quick side note. I've covered games at all levels, high school, college, and pro, for 25 years. This will be my 25th year. And I've seen people talk during the national anthem. You want to talk about a sign of disrespect? It ain't kneeling. It's that. Continue, please. Thank you, sir. Like I said, can I get a witness? (laughs) Yes, yes. For you, Levitard, to have a platform where you actually spew such garbage is utterly irresponsible. I am ashamed of you being a fellow member of the media because you would be the example, and believe me, you're not, you're not, you're not exempt because there's many that you people can point to when I say the following. Oh hell yeah! Many people, many people point to things of such things that, that that come out of your mouth, such as what you did about Jonathan Isaac. Say that the media absolutely is biased, and that they that, that they they incite things for other people to think. Mm-hmm. And when you say, "Well, no." I'm 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 unbiased. This tweet of yours would be proving them right, sir. <laughs> As a journalist, you should be unbiased. You should simply have your take of, dang, man, it sucks. Yeah. This guy who injured his knee, he's out for the year. I wouldn't want that for anybody. That's the take you're supposed to have. But no, you're like, well, he didn't kneel during the anthem. It's ironic he clutched his knee. He's now out for the year because of his knee being blown out. And you can't say you were joking while saying it. You can't right. say you were because joking you while weren't. saying it. No, he wasn't. We know he wasn't. Oh, gosh. That is what, that, that's what I find ill about the whole thing. Gosh, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. What an idiot indeed. Point two of our Incredible Smile Fab uh, Fab Five topics. The blatant and absolute disrespect of Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Y'all thought I went off yesterday? And people, let me recap what happened for you, Cole. I okay. gave a met I gave six metrics of where Jimmy Garoppolo ranked in the top ten as far mm-hmm. as starting quarterbacks go. Five of those okay. six metrics, he was in the top five. This all was spurred from an article from Mike Sando of The Athletic, and I hope I'm I'm getting that name right. I didn't get a chance to research it. And let me lay the foundation for you. Tier 1, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, question mark for me with Rodgers, and Deshaun Same. Watson. <clears throat> tier I'm 2. I'm with that except for Rodgers. Yeah. Tier 2, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, question mark there. Matt Ryan, question mark Thanks. there. Dak Thanks. Prescott, and I know you're going to go off on that. We'll revisit this during – yeah, we'll revisit that <laughs> during segment two. We're going to revisit this whole subject during segment two, folks, so stick around. And Philip Rivers. Tier three, listen to the names here in tier three. Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins – and Jimmy Garoppolo. I kid you not when I read that. I kid you not. These are the notes I took. And shout to Colin Cowherd for making this making this a subject. I just want to get your quick thoughts because, like I said, after the break, we're going to visit this even further. And I'll give everybody, once again, the five metrics where Jimmy Garoppolo ranked in the top five. And he's still ranked as a third-tier quarterback? Matter of fact, I'm going to give you one of them now because you, my friend, pointed this out to me. Game-winning drives. Fourth-quarter comebacks. He had four of them. Tied for first. You saw them all as well as I. Game-winning drives. Same number. Tied for fourth. And I'll give you a bonus metric. 102 for his passer rating, eighth in the league. Mm -hmm. And yet, people people still want to say that Jimmy Garoppolo is a third-tier quarterback. My next two words are the, matter of fact, let me read some of the comments that I got. Too early okay. to be drunk. Are you serious? <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew you'd Not love too this. Early to be drunk. Too early. I'm look. Yeah. We'll we'll visit that during we'll visit that during segment segment two. Okay, and I know that's going to be a long segment. I know it is, which brings this, the overhype of Dak Prescott. I don't need to say anymore. We're going to weave that in next after the break. Mm -hmm. All right. So Jimmy G and Dak Prescott, who are on two totally opposite sides of the quarterback spectrum. One is going forward. The other is going backward. You see why I did this? You see why I put the notes together this way for mm-hmm. us today? You see why I put the notes together this way? Because these two points that we're going to weave through in the next couple of segments, probably, mm-hmm. and the comments therein just caused me to revisit this again. And I will bring the tears, I will bring the three different tears back. So we can make our comparison, and because I was going to say that was, I was I'm bringing them back. Read them again. I'm going to make sure I read. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I read them again. I'm going to make sure <clears throat> I read them again. You also right. missed. The, you also missed the fun yesterday because Doctor K came out of the booth when I was going off about Garoppolo. <laughs> mm. She came out of the booth. <laughs> Granted, she went to. She went to get some more water for me, 
but she didn't realize I was still going off. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> I've done it to her. It's an honest mistake, all right? <laughs> this is why we're practicing putting our podcast together. More on that later. Point four. Mm-hmm. Zion Williamson. Talk about overhyped. Ouch. Zion Williamson, the next ESPN poster boy or cover or cover player or whatever the hell you want to call him, is not ready. I put a post on Facebook that said, for all you Zion Williamson fans, he ain't ready. And I was actually nice, and I put dot, 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 yet. Mm-hmm. You know that sparked the keyboard warriors. He's a mm-hmm. beast. So 22 games okay. isn't enough to judge him? Yeah. Um, I got news for you. He blew out his foot. He blew out his knee, rather. When his shoe blew up. And that was when he wasn't in the pros. Exactly. Here's what I mean when I say Zion's not ready. We're certainly going to do this one. We're certainly going to expand on this. He sits during key minutes of the fourth quarter for a very good reason. He ain't willing to play defense in crunch time. That's normally a reason why players sit on the bench in fourth quarters. Let me say that again. Please do. Zion Williamson is not ready or willing, LeBron James, to play defense when it counts in the, in the immortal words of Brent Musburger, money period. Money period. You know, when you have players who are on minute restrictions, you, you have to ask the question why. Now, mm-hmm. now, now, for those who do study and do do their homework, yep, you'd probably be liable to come back and say to Brian and me, well, Jordan was on a minute restriction when he came back off his knee surgery in 86. Yes, he was. <laughs> Here's the thing. That wasn't on his request. Nope. That was on the request from the front office because Jordan, months before he even stepped back on the court, and unbeknownst to said Bulls front office, was playing five-on-five five in North Carolina. Yep. So he was, he was well months before, and then when he got on the court, the management was like, mm, "Let's ease you back." Mm-hmm. Jordan was like, I'm, "I'm good for I'm good for all 48, homie." Yep. Don't give me this minutes restrictions crap. I'm good to go. And he was. So, <laughs> and he was. And he, and he was. He went with the minutes restriction of, in the in the regular season, and then the second game in the playoffs, he goes to 63 in the Garden. So, I mean. It, and credit to Stan Albeck. Credit to Stan Albeck for having for having the nerve. Yes. yes. To play MJ because MJ came out hot in that first quarter, and Stan yeah. Albeck said, "F y'all, I'm not restricting these minutes." Yeah, yeah we're riding this. One. We riding the hot and, hand and rode it into two overtimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you have to look at that. You have to look at the person the minute, restri- the minute restrictions are for. Now, with Mr. Williamson, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's approaching 20. Mm-hmm. He's had issues. He's, he's had issues with his knee before he was drafted last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he re-aggravated it last summer. Again. <laughs> and... He had to sit out again during the season. So here it is now. This is the end of his rookie season, and he is still on minutes restriction. Now, this is supposed to be normally when you don't even have those concerns because mm-hmm. he's 19, 20. He's normally supposed to be spry, and everything is supposed to be great. But 
the gifts that he has, which is just explosion for a guy his size. And he's a terrific athlete. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a terrific athlete. I mean, look. The, the the guy the guy is six eight two eighty but could do the could do the the Dr J from the free throw line leap dunk mm-hmm. I mean yeah I mean the dude is athletically gifted but this is where I will say the comparison to LeBron James is just because everything in his game is like a light switch you could turn it on and you could turn it off mm-hmm. and Zion Williamson right now is nothing more, and you can write those letters to me. You write the emails to me. Bring them, please. Bring them to me too. You can. I welcome them. You can bring. Bring you it. You can bring them on. You can bring them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I will give all the handles to you. Mm-hmm. Please come at me with it, Mr. Williamson. Right now is nothing more than a nineteen or twenty-year-old version of LeBron James. Period. And you can take it from there, sir. And he's not ready. He's not ready. And he's playing out of position. Please say it again. (laughs) He's playing out of position. Zion Williamson is playing out of position. If he loses about 40 pounds, starts running, gets in shape, and develops a jumper, he should be a two-guard. He would be a two-guard if that was the case. Yep. He's playing out of position. 6'7 and 285. Now, I'm not one to speak on weight because I'm not an athlete. Don't get it twisted. I'm not an athlete. But be that as it may. He's playing out of position, and he's too heavy. And this comes from 35 years plus of watching basketball. Fifth and final point. And will- Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And if he's, I was saying, if he's not willing to play power forward, then you're right. He's playing totally out of position to the point where he's going to have to trim down. Yeah. He's going to have to because he's going to take a beating at the four or the five where the Pelicans are playing him. Right. He's going to take a beating on a nightly basis. And point five, Joey Bosa says the uncertainty of the NFL season has been nerve-wracking. Well, duh. Duh. The the understatement of the year Mm -hmm. goes to Joey Bosa. Yes, it is nerve-wracking. You've seen it from the Major League Baseball realm where Mike Trout said, these clowns don't even test for COVID every day. Oh boy! <laughs> this comes. Oh this boy! This comes from this comes from one of their two MVP, two one of their two defending MVP can uh, two MVPs mm-hmm. saying this. This is their crown jewel athlete. Who I mean has whether a four hundred <laughs> million dollar contract hanging in the balance. Let me say that again, folks. He has a, listen to my words, $400 million contract, and it's in peril for the, for the next two years. It's, mm-hmm. in, it's in peril. It's Mm -hmm. hanging in the balance. He, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, anyone who is making over $300 million. Anyone who is... Everything has to be pristine to them. Yep. Anyone who's making over $200 million in Major League Baseball and the next one to get such an exorbitant contract, where's number 99? Of course, I'm talking about Aaron Judge. Yep, he's in line for that contract. He's in line for a mega deal. Trout got if his. Harper got his. Mm-hmm. Machado baited his way into his, and he hasn't done a doggone thing in San Diego. Sorry to say. Sad. It's true. Sorry to say. 
Aaron Judge is next to get mm-hmm. a mega deal. Uh, Garrett Cole got a mega deal to leave Houston yes, and did. join the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. All of those players with those mega contracts, and I hate to inform millennial baseball fans of this, but you and I, Cole Johnson, are old school baseball heads, and you and a few others agree with me when I say all of those contracts that seem to be guaranteed with this season going the way that it's going and facing an impending shutdown is now in peril. It's now you, you, hanging you, in the balance. You know, you remember when the NHL was trying to get around the, those types of contracts. Yes. What, what the owners were trying to do with the players, they were trying to sign them to uh, to, to these big number contract, big number contracts, but also do it in like 15 year spans. Yep. And yep. it was to the point where those contracts were were weighing down the budget of the whole league. Yes, the Minnesota Wild made that. Had, the Minnesota Wild made mm-hmm. that mistake. The Minnesota yeah. Wild made that. The only team, and I'm not saying this because I'm a homer. I'm saying this because I studied the contracts of the team that I cover. The only team that got it right was the Chicago Blackhawks when they signed extensions for Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. That's it. I could see Major League Baseball, and I, 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 I never wanted to say this, but I, I, but I, but I'm, I've been feeling this in my gut for the last couple of years. Major League Baseball is going to go the same way as as the National Hockey League mm-hmm. did, in terms of the owners are going to be crying broke, saying, "Yep, we're not making money. It's all going towards salary. It's all going. To, it's all going toward the players. Mm-hmm. We're not making jack." We're going to start hearing owners publicly saying that because it's getting to that point now where yep. tensions are getting mighty, mighty high. And they've been getting mighty, mighty high for the last couple of years since these absorbent contracts kept coming out. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they kept coming out. So Bosa's understatement, hmm. uncertainty of the NFL season has been nerve-wracking and I'm yeah. not saying this to be joking. I'm saying this to be totally serious. This is coming from a guy mm-hmm. who just got a contract extension to the tune the, of $135 million. The largest defensive end, is that right? Defensive yeah. End? Until his, until his brother any, gets it in, in four in years. The, uh, in, in until, yeah. his, until his brother gets it in until four years. How about that? Until his brother. <laughs> and you know His Nick Bosa. Go, you you concert, know yeah. John Lynch and the 49ers are eyeing Nick Bosa and saying, We're going to pay you now. Mm-hmm. But see, the 49ers are doing it right because they already have locked up their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And as I said, we'll talk about him in the next segment. They locked up Garoppolo, they extended Mostert. Okay. Richard Sherman is in place. They're doing this right, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, you got to measure it. You got to me- you got to measure everybody. Why do you think they sent mm-hmm. DeForest Buckner Buckner packing? And DeForest Buckner was their team MVP. He was due. They didn't have the yeah. room. Yeah, you, yeah, you know that move had to hurt them because they wanted to keep a talent like him. And why wouldn't you? They wanted to but keep yeah. their core together. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep their core together. But now it's going to be incumbent upon uh, Solomon Thomas, Dion yeah. uh, Dion Jordan, who they are signing, to get them mm-hmm. some depth behind D Ford, and then you draft J- Javon Kinlaw, who's going to be basically a carbon copy of DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the, uh, an exact carbon an exact carbon copy. How can you go wrong? See, what the 49ers learned to do is to measure everything. The Angels, mm-hmm. the Yankees, the Padres, the Phillies, who signed these, these stupid contracts, are going to come up blank. That's in terms of winning, that's in terms of fans, and that's in terms of championships. Oh, did I say that aloud? Yes, you did, and uh, you were correct in saying that out loud. Find the lie. 
Find the uh, lie. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Find the lie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to get yelled at because we're way over. <laughs> we're way, way over. <laughs> <break>. <laughs> <laughs> you, in fact, she, she was giving she was giving me the signal, but then she stopped. But and, and she told us, you know, keep going. You're in a you're at a good point. Oh boy. <laughs> oh Lord. Back after this. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, protection, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We're back. I got properly yelled at. Welcome back to Snowman in the Morning. Powered by Sports Carolina Monthly, FPC Radio, and the SDM Sports Network. Cole Johnson riding shotgun with me. Yeah, I got properly yelled at, and I'm probably going to get properly yelled at again because we went ran way over with our Incredible Smile Top 5 um, uh, show topics. But thank you to Incredible Smile. Give them a call for all my fans up in Indiana at 219-229-2482. Visit them online at IncrediteSmile.com. Want to be a sponsor of this program? Drop an email to snowman in the morning <clears throat> at gmail.com. Desmond Johnson and uh, Scott Joyner are producers. Dr. K is the executive producer. Okay. Let's dive into one of the things that we were not supposed to talk about. But mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway because I don't care. I got called to recap what happened after the show or during the show yesterday. I put out that Jimmy Garoppolo should be regarded as a top tier quarterback. People listened. They listened to my segment. Then they started calling me nuts. Then they started calling me crazy. They started calling me drunk. And remember, folks, Cole wasn't with me yesterday. He was on assignment, and something happened with his fam. Uh, something happened with his family, and I hope everybody is okay. Is everyone all right? Yeah, everything is fine. Everything okay? Good, good. Now we can have fun. I was called drunk for saying Jimmy Garoppolo should be a top tier quarterback, according to Mike Sando of the Athletic, who. Talked to 50 people 
in authority, they ranked the quarterbacks tier one, tier two, tier three, and so on. Mm-hmm. Here's tier one. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, okay. Okay. Deshaun Watson, and I got a big fat question, okay. and I have circled Aaron Rodgers. I got a big fat question right. mark over Aaron Rodgers. Get right, to that in a moment. Tier two, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, question mark, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, question mark, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. take him out of there, uh, and Philip Rivers. We'll get to Dak Prescott after the break. Tier three, for lack of a better term, made me angry. Tier three, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Foles, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is regarded in many circles, including my short one, as a tier three quarterback. Okay. They... Hmm. Tier three. Let that sink in, folks. For the quarterback who took it, who came off of a horrific ACL injury and took his team within an eyelash of their sixth Super Bowl victory. Tier three. Now hmm. I promised my I promised my co-host that I would bring back the six metrics, and again, a shout to Colin Cowherd and the Herd for bringing the, for talking about this. I'm, we're going to expand on it here. I promised you, Cole, the six metrics that measured Jimmy Garoppolo. Here they are. Okay. 13 wins, tied for first. 69.1 completion percentage, tied for fourth. For most of the season, he was over 71% in his completion percentage. Still finished right right, at, right under 70. Pretty damn good to me. Mm-hmm. Passing touchdowns, 27, tied for fifth. Here are two metrics that I spoke of last segment, which makes me smile and makes others think I'm nuts. Fourth quarter comebacks, he had four of them, tied for first. Same number of game-winning drives, tied for fourth. Mm-hmm. And the final metric, and you talk about this a lot on your program, mm-hmm. passer rating. Yeah. You would think, with people saying how Jimmy Garoppolo is a third-tier quarterback, mm-hmm. third-tier quarterback, that he would have only a double-digit passer rating. But he doesn't. No. Know what his passer rating? 102 even. Good for eighth in the league out of 32 starting quarterbacks. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that. A passer rating of 102, eighth in the league, which is why when I wrote my notes, I said this would be a part two because I knew you'd be back with me. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this. With all the metrics that I just gave you, mm-hmm. why is Jimmy G not regarded as a top tier quarterback? More to the point, why is Jimmy G not regarded as a top 10 quarterback? Want to help me out here, sir? I believe I can help you out. Please do. Now, now, I'm not saying that I agree with the points I'm going to bring up. But okay. just looking at it in an objective fashion, I, mm-hmm. think, I think this is why. Uh, uh, top tier, or not even in the second tier even, people will say that simply because they looked at those two playoff games in Levi Stadium. And one of those games... Garoppolo didn't even throw the ball 10 times in that game. I can dig that. 
they would probably, you know, they would say, oh, well, here, you know, in one game, he didn't throw 10 times in that one. Mm-hmm. And in another game, you had Raheem Mostert go for 160 yards and three touchdowns <clears throat> in the first half. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can dig that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what he ended up with. No. He ended up with... 220 yards and four touchdowns in the game. Yep, (laughs) almost two and a quarter and four touchdowns. Continue, please. Right. Right. So the two two highest profile games other than the Super Bowl, and for the possible exception of the regular season tilt at home against Green Bay and the road game in New Orleans, which to me, I would think that would basically, and I think it does, destroy this type of th- uh, thought process. Mm-hmm. The highest profile games you see, number 10, and you would or erroneously assume that he is a system quarterback. I'm sorry. Well, what was know, that why, big word you, know, you used he, again? Oh, yes, uh, uh, yes. Yes, I said an S word. System. System quarterback. They would think that he basically just operates under a system. And that he is, oh, God, I'm about to say another dirty word. Go ahead. A dirty word to you. Uh, that he would be considered a game manager. <laughs> well, if you, have a, if you have a running game that the running game is so good, they, they, they can gain 150 yards on the ground, well, then that must mean that the quarterback sucks. <laughs> see, see, that's the mentality people have. It's like, oh, yep. you know, they have a strong running game. It must mean that the, that the quarterback under that team, he must not know how to throw. He, 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 he must have issues. Now, I will say this. Because the first eight games of last year, he was working his way back to what he ended up becoming, there were some issues with time. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because most of those thir- because most of the thirteen sessions he threw was in the eight games, mm-hmm. the first eight games of the season. Yeah, uh, but 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 uh, let me backtrack. Those eight games, eight no. I digress. <laughs> so, including a win <laughs> on Halloween night in Arizona, including mm-hmm. including a comeback win. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. including and that was its worst game of the year, yep. in my opinion. Yep, that was the 49ers' worst game because they turned the ball over five times and won. And still won it. And <laughs> still won the game. And Garoppolo yeah. with a game-winning touchdown pass to Dante Pettis with 75 seconds left, including yeah, so- a Monday night performance where the 49ers. Simply put, put a foot in the paper champion Cleveland Browns' ass. That was the best defensive game the 49ers played all year, I think, in my opinion. Nick Bosa, three sacks even, in the first half. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't allow him to score a touchdown in that game. I'm like, nope. Wow. <laughs> okay, that was the game I had to take notice of that defense. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so th- the stacked offense of the Browns couldn't do jack against that front four? Not okay, I'll have to sit up take notes about that end of the, of the 49ers. <laughs> so you have those ingredients right there. You have a stout front four. You have personalities on defense that pretty much stand out a little more than many of the personalities on offense. And so you think, okay, defensive-minded team. You got a run-oriented base head coach. You have a you have a strong running game. Oh well, the t- <laughs> number ten sucks. <laughs> that that's the mentality here. The quarterback sucks. If the, if you have to rely on a defensive running game, that means the quarterback can't do jack. However, I don't I don't need to see the one hundred two passer rating. The fact he came this close to throwing for four thousand yards, which th- which basically means that he gained, in the air, almost 250 yards a game. In the air. <laughs> I would take that for a quarterback. I'll take if that. A quarterback could give me if a quarterback could give me 250 yards in the air, then that means he must be doing something right. If I don't even quarter- have to see the turnover. I don't see the, tur- uh, the, tur- the touchdown turnover ratio being more than 2-1. to one. And I don't even have to see the, I don't even have to see the, uh, the completion rating being close to 70%. I don't need to see any of that. 
<laughs> All I need to see are two things. One of them being with the game on the no, with the number one seed in the NFC on the line, fourth and two, after throwing two horrible incompletions on fourth and two at their own twenty, I think twenty eight. Yep. Garoppolo throws a wonderful out route to George Kittle. Kittle took care of the rest. But Garoppolo made the right read in that situation. He, he sure did. One on one situation with he Kittle sure did. and a defensive back who had who who should not have tried to go for the pick, but he did. And, and Kittle Garoppolo was put it where only Kittle could catch it. Yep. <laughs> That's just the one play in a game with Garoppolo <laughs> threw for over 400 yards in it. So I'm like, okay, so when so went, when they need him to throw, he can do it. Oh, okay, so this isn't a one-trick pony type of team. This is a guy who can put the team on the shoulders and say, all right, if, if, if it's up to me and it's up to my arm and my, my intellect, let's do it. Let's go. And, folks, in that game in New Orleans with the number one seed hanging in the balance, with the number one seed on the line, you went head. They went head to head with Lamar Jackson and lost at the gun. Two weeks earlier, yeah, they yeah. went head to head with Russell Wilson and lost at the gun. At the gun. Best game of the year. At Best the gu- year. at the gun. At the overtime gun. At the overtime <laughs> gun. Thank you. I was not upset after that loss because if many people who picked Seattle to win that division. See the 49ers 8 and 0, Seattle 7 and 2, and the 49ers take him to overtime, had a chance to win in overtime. Cade McLaughlin, mm-hmm. a, a rookie kicker, in for Robbie Gold, who was injured. You're going to take your chances. I would take my chances on a beat up San Francisco team because remember, they had a ton of injuries, including Joe Staley at the time. All throughout that, yeah, part of the season, they, they surely did. Through the gauntlet part of their season, they were beat up. Mm-hmm. And the fact they only came out of it with two at-the-gun losses. Yep. Mighty impressive. Mighty impressive. So. And what was the excuse? What was the excuse at the time? What was the excuse? Oh, they haven't played anybody. Really? They haven't played anybody. Mm-hmm. They haven't played anybody. Really? Seems and to me they played everybody at, in front of them and kicked their ass until they I'll, got to I'll Seattle. Say, I always say this to people. I don't care who is on the schedule. It doesn't matter. What matters is what did you do against the team that is set in front of you? Mm-hmm. Teams aren't going to play. All right. The, the 49ers ended up 13-3. Yep. The 49ers are not going to play 16 teams. With 13-3 record. No, they're not. No team does. They're not. No team does. Now, yeah, do you get ratcheted up a little more for a team that is better than another? Definitely. But. Oh, of course. Of course you a do. A team has 16 games to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six of them, they know the opponent because they're going to play him twice. And they have to do what they have to do in those 16 games, no matter if they are 0-16 or 16-0 or any, or any record in between. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. you know, so like I said, when you see when, – when, when, when people who don't really study see the defense that the 49ers have, especially that front four, and they see the stop running game and especially the fact that, that Kyle Shanahan, the head coach Ooh. of the team, believes in the run – they just automatically assume that you need a game manager, and they look and they and they make Jimmy Garoppolo a Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. or a Joe Flacco, as, as or Joe Flacco. Some people, people in the comments section, when I put that post out, one person and I, I love this guy dearly, and he and I love talking football, and we agree on most points, but he doesn't agree that. Well, what he said was Garoppolo still has a lot to prove. I'll agree with that. He does. He does. He's still coming back he from does. an injury. I will definitely agree with that. Garoppolo mm-hmm. was unproven. That's good. I will take that's that. Good. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. But don't you dare put Joe Flacco and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same sentence, please. 
the the only the only reason why I think the guy has a point. I'm not saying he's right, but the only reason why I can say he has a point is you can actually say that you know, well, Flacco when he had his chance to win the Super Bowl game, he did. He did. Yes, Garoppolo didn't. Right. I'm not saying the point's right. But I'm saying the point could be valid. Because it's of that. it's fact. It's fact. Mm-hmm. It, it Flacco is fact. won his Super Bowl. Garoppolo did not. Fact. Yeah. Absolute. Yeah. And and I love dealing in facts. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a fact. No question. Yeah. No question. But that's not to say Garoppolo won't get more chances at the Super Bowl. Garoppolo's only twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. And that team is not regressing. Oh, listen, I got a I got a treat for you. We brought up the game against New Orleans where Mm -hmm. Garoppolo and Drew Brees went head to head and there were 900 yards of offense in that game. Mm -hmm. No defense, no defense in that game. And that's not to down the Saints defense or the 49ers defense, which was beat up at the time. Brees got on a roll. Yep. Brees got on a roll. Garoppolo matched him. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those games you were glued to the television and you wish was on CBS and not mm-hmm. Fox Sports. <laughs> that's one of those. That's one of those games where you need Pat Summerall and John Madden, or oh, or or. That's one of those games where you need Vern Lundquist. <laughs> oh man, I miss that voice too. <laughs> I knew you'd recognize I miss it. Vern. No, I got a better one for you. You know a voice that you need for a game like this since it was an early game? Frank Gleber. You remember him? Oh, man. I haven't heard that <laughs> name, let alone his voice, in a long time. Man, oh, oh my man. Gosh. But it was on Fox Sports. Kevin Burkhart was on the call. And this was the play that got the 49ers. Not only the win in this game, but the number one seed. Take it away, Kevin Burkhardt. Garoppolo fires. It is caught still on his feet as Kittle with a big play. And the stiff arm, George Kittle. Flags fly. He's down to the 30. What a run by George Kittle. Taking on everybody, but the penalty is huge. There are multiple flags. It would be a 39-yarder. On fourth and two. Fourth and two, Garoppolo makes the correct read. And it wasn't even a route that was called in the huddle. Kittle was just ready. No. That was a check down. That it, was a that, check you down. Tell that was a check down. That was a check down. Mm-hmm. Kittle motioned to the other. You saw the play. A lot of people saw the play. Mm-hmm. Kittle checked to the left side. That wasn't even a route that was in the that was in the double play call. Mm-mm. That was a now, check down to get to Kittle. That mm-hmm. was a check down to get a first down. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly what it was meant to do. Get get three yards, four, maybe five to continue to drive. That's basically what that was. That's all. But so George Kittle, the best damn tight end in the league. Much love to Travis Kelsey. Okay? Much to, love to he, Travis Kelsey. I love yeah, Travis. I love Travis Kelsey. Play. <laughs> look, I love Tra- I love Travis Kelsey. My buddy Steve Willis is going to get mad Kelsey at me. Too. My buddy Steve Willis is going to mm-hmm. get mad at me. And he said, well, he doesn't have consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Well, now he does. Kelsey has a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Kittle does not yet. Right. Kelsey Ooh, and Kittle correct. are going to hook up again. Okay? They're going to hook up several times because the Chiefs are that damn awesome. But the best damn tight end in the NFL right now is George Kittle, and he proved it on that play. I mean, he got up, straightened up his helmet, and ran right to the sideline because they were going to run the ball twice, put the ball in the middle of the field, Mm -hmm. and Robbie Gold did what he was supposed to do. He swept the leg, Mm -hmm. and it went through the uprights as time expired. Yeah. You think the 40 – you want to talk about a statement game? Jimmy Garoppolo has four of them in 2019, and those are the four game-winning drives. Pittsburgh, Arizona, New Orleans, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have, yeah. So you you have people who just forget they just they just forget that gaming historians. They consider it an anomaly. It was an anomaly, but they consider Garoppolo's performance an anomaly. Yep, they, which they, it wasn't. F- he has four three hundred yard games because he threw over three hundred yards in other games. 
He's had so, four so three hundred yard. Wasn't an anomaly. He has four three hundred yard games in two thousand nineteen. He had four three hundred yard games, and they consider them all an anomaly. Really? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. So you have those games that people forget about Garoppolo, but they focus on the they focus on the divisional round where where in Minnesota he only threw eight passes. I'm gonna get to that game in a second. And they Please focus do. on Mostert's game in the uh, NFC Championship game, and they focus on the last seven minutes of the Super Bowl. Last seven minutes, Kansas City just rose. The- Kansas City just rose the yeah. hell up. Okay. Yeah. Let, they don't let's- focus on the focus on the first fifty-three, where to me, where the team that, that's south defensively is the 49ers. Yep. Garoppolo puts up twenty. Mm-hmm. To me, if you give that defense a, if you give that defense twenty-point effort. They win. That's good enough for a W, in my opinion. So yeah, when I see 20, absolutely. I saw Garoppolo actually did his job. And the offense actually did their job. Now it's the defense's turn to do theirs. Mm-hmm. That's on the defense. That's not on Garoppolo. Now, let me focus on the NFC Divisional round. Please do. Against the Vikings. Now, in the third, <laughs> in the, against the Vikings. Now, in the third quarter, <laughs> in the third quarter, they, the, 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 the 49ers offense saw that the offensive line was just cooking. Oh, and that the defensive front of the Vikings couldn't stop. A, they couldn't stop. Pa- they couldn't stop paper if it was wet. Oh man, they they let alone the running game. That so offensive line of the forty. That, was like, man, that offensive line of the forty ers cooking yeah. would be an understatement. Oh man, they yeah. they were smoking hot. Yeah. So they had a, so so they had a drive where it was they were just feeling them out and they were just punching them out. It was punching them out and repeatedly it was, it, it, after. After the, yeah, repeatedly. So after the third play of that drive, because I think it lasted like eight or nine. Yes. After the third play of this drive in the third quarter, they were like, okay, well, let's run it again. Mm-hmm. More success. Okay, well, fine, let's run it again. More success. It got to the point where they, they didn't need to throw. You get to a <laughs> point where if you don't need to throw, what's the purpose in throwing? And what's the point? I mean, <laughs> and, yeah, what's the point? And it wasn't, it wasn't as if Garoppolo was having an off game. The dude was six for eight in the game. So Garoppolo was, did not I mean, have an off first, game against Minnesota. No. He didn't have an off game against Green Bay. It was just the fact that the that. offensive line was beating people up. Yeah, they were just destroying the defensive front. They and, were, and to me, the offensive line was just me, beating uh, people up. Yeah, and, and to me, uh, you know, if, if, as, a, as, a, as a connoisseur of watching football, I want an offensive line to dominate like that. I don't necessarily need my quarterback to throw 400 yards. If you can run for 200 on the defense, please do. And I'm sure number 10 is saying, hey, if you can give me 200 on the ground, I'm happy. I don't care if I'm throwing six for eight. And most of those eight passes he threw – it established what the game plan was going to be on the first drive because Garoppolo was locked in in that game. Garoppolo was locked was in locked the second in. half of the year. If, okay. Yeah, he was he was locked in in that game. So if, he, if they needed to rely on his arm, it could have happened. But it was just to the point where the game plan was: well, we're going to set up we're going to set up the run with these passes, and if they're if they're going to if they're game to stop us, okay, we'll throw it a little more. And the Vikings defense was supposed to be stout enough to stop the run. The 49ers offensive line said, no, you, you can't stop this. <laughs> and when you have an offensive front that can do that, it's not a problem. I will give you a history, a history uh, example. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 19, 1982. Yeah, I'll say 1982. NFC Championship game, it would be the Washington NFL franchise at home against the Cowboys. Oh, now, we want Dallas. We want Dallas. <laughs> that's, one, that's, one of the, that's one of the best sights I've ever seen, seeing the crowd so raucous to where the, to where the benches were, the, the rafters were rattling yes. and jumping up and down. Oh, man, and the crowd was – it was almost they like were nuts. the RK Stadium represented. They were and, and nuts. It, it's almost like the RK Stadium represented the the, the Coliseum in Rome, where yep. it was like you, they were wanting to see some type of some type of person, some type of gladiator getting ready to be slaughtered by lions. Yep. it just had that vibe, right? So 
the game was nip and tuck for much of the game. Uh, I mean, the 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 the, the rec, uh, Washington jumped out to a decent sized lead, fourteen three. Hmm. Cowboys came back and they made it a game. Then Grant's the last name. I forget the first name. So Daryl Grant. Daryl Grant out of Rice. Yeah. So he. <laughs> so. People thought the game was over basically before then. I mean, people thought the game was over because Danny White got injured. In comes Gary Hogaboom. Who got walloped. He, he, he basically he got he, whacked. He, he, yeah, yeah, White got whopped. He got so whacked. Yeah, yeah, White got whacked in that game. He got battered and bruised. So Hogaboom comes in. He ejects the Cowboys with some, some, some life. Mm-hmm. And so I think they were down four. The, yep, and they had the ball at their side. Of the, at their they were side down. Of the goal, they were down uh, seven. Side of the goal line. They their were down. The field, down, they seven. Were down seven. Okay. Yep. Thought it was down four. They were down seven. That's correct. So entered Daryl Grant's pick <laughs> that he ran. I think it was like maybe fifteen yards for six. And <laughs> the Cowboys couldn't do jack. They kicked. The, they punt the ball back to the to the, uh, the to to Washington. And Theismann, who could have thrown for the rest of the game. Nope. They basically said, "Okay, we're just going to run John. Then we're going to run John Riggins to death, <laughs> to nothing. We're going to, to have death. him have no breath. We're going to run him, <laughs> and we're going to run the same play. Counter gap. <laughs> we're going to run the same play over uh, and over and over again because one, gap. we know we can do it. Two, we know the Cowboys are not going to stop it." And three, we want to show that they aren't man enough. They're not. And, and when you have that mentality, I don't give a crap if a quarterback can throw over 300 yards in the game. It's all about if, if we believe our team is more man enough than the opponent. So you can miss me 100% with the, well, he didn't throw for 5,000 yards. He didn't even throw for 4,000 yards. Heck, he didn't even throw for that many 300 yard games of the season. And, 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 and look, he didn't throw for 30 touchdowns in the season. Who gives a so, crap? Who cares? You know the number that I, you know the number I give a crap the most about? W. Yep. I see a one in front of the three. I think that's enough. And I think that right there proves that Garoppolo is not third tier. And the only reason I don't put him first tier is because you got some great quarterbacks in the first tier. Yes, indeed. But yes, indeed. But if I have to, if, but if I have to sub one, I would, I would boot Rodgers out of there. I would actually put, I would actually consider putting Garoppolo in tier one to supplant Rodgers. And the reason but I, I put, say he's definitely second tier. And the reason I put. Garoppolo, and we've gone over. We, we've gone over time again, and <laughs> Doctor K just rolled her eyes at me while she's laughing. the The reason mm. I would put Garoppolo in the top tier. Who were the last two quarterbacks standing on February second? Exactly. That's the exactly. only. That's the biggest reason I'd put him up there. Okay, Doctor K. Garoppolo, I'm home. Okay, Doctor K. We got to go to got to go to a break. Uh, only one guest today. That's Mike Debate. We're gonna uh, preview the NFC North, and then Cole and I will close things out. But before we go to a break, and she says, "Go for it." Allow me this: Pat Summerall and John Madden, RFK Stadium, mm. NFC Championship game. I believe this is the play you were talking about. And the financial considerations are substantial. If you go all the way, each man will get an extra seventy thousand dollars. Hogaboom fakes, throws the screen, has it batted away and picked off in the air by Daryl Grant. Touchdown, Redskins. Who said RFK Stadium wasn't shaking after that? I, I, I had to give oh you this God. one. Has it batted away and picked off in the air by Daryl Grant. Touchdown, Redskins. I, I, I had to give you that. I'm going to quickly go to – got to quickly go to a break – Got some bills to pay. If you want to sponsor the show and this great sports talk, drop an email to snowmaninthemorning at gmail.com. And also, want to reach either one of us, you can reach Cole at Cole underscore sports, and you can reach me at B-Snow Multimedia, as well as official S-I-T-Morn. Those are the 
social media IDs that you need. Mike DePage coming up on the other side of the break. We're powered by Sports Carolina Monthly as well as FPC Radio and the SDM Sports Network. Cole and I will close it out. Mike DePage is next. You're listening to Snowman in the Morning on the SDM Sports Network, FPC Radio, and Sports Carolina Monthly, as well as the SDMSportsNetwork.com and Snowman Digital Media. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-598-1698. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-598-1698. That's 800-598-1698. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Want a real kickstart to your mornings? Then tune in to the best sports show you ever heard. It's called Snowman of the Morning. Sports, life, culture, and a whole lot more. Tune in wherever you get your favorite stations and favorite shows. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Today's program is presented in part by Monkey Knife Fight. What the heck is Monkey Knife Fight, you ask? Well, it's a daily fantasy service with different games to win you money. If you're new to MKF, when you register, use the promo code SNOWMAN, that's me, to receive a 100% deposit bonus on up to 50 bucks at MKF and start playing daily games today. You know I'm already there. I'm winning cash and taking names, so I'll be sharing my favorite picks throughout the course of the show. Again, to get 50 bucks free, just sign up at monkeyknifefight.com, use the promo code SNOWMAN, that's me, when you make your first deposit. And oh, by the way, tell them Snowman sent you.